Hi guys, welcome back to fucking Fridays. We are going to have our last episode of February and the month of love be about self-love and self-care today. So let's get into it. Yeah, I love this topic. I think uh, self-care is something that we forget to take care of ourselves. And if we're being honest, as usual, we can easily say that if you don't love yourself, um, how are you going to be able to love your partner? Yeah, I love like right now, I feel like on the internet, it's like a revolution of self-care. Like yeah. everybody's posting their self-care routines. Everybody's, you know, making it a point that it's really important. And I think that you know, this is a really good time to be alive because I even hear my employees sometimes be like self-care Sunday. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm glad that people are taking the time to think about themselves. Yeah. And what's also important is there are different types of self-care, mm -hmm. you know, so self-care can mean something completely different to you than it does to me, which yeah. it does on, on certain aspects that we'll go over. Um, and we encourage you all to, after this episode, look into what self-care you do have, what do you want to improve on? And then also it's important to know what your partner's self-care is, um, that yeah. way you're not, you know, feeling annoyed or that way you understand what their self-care looks like. And, um, I think it's very important to support your partner, um, through their self-care. Yeah, exactly. Because it looks different for everybody. And maybe, you know, listening to this episode, maybe there's little things you do that you don't know that there's self-care that now you can acknowledge it and really dive into it. Or maybe you can get some ideas from this episode on how to start some health care things. Yeah. So there's basically three types of self-care. We're going to go through each one, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Okay. So yep. physical, that can, you know, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I think initially people are going to think like working out, taking care of your body. So for somebody that might be bodybuilding, for other people that could be something as simple as just going on a walk. Yeah. And both are just as important. So, um, you know, and if you're limited on the physical side, you know, maybe... It could be literally something as simple as sitting down in a chair doing arm circles or, or something. If you don't have the money to, you know, go to a trainer, go to the gym, you know, going on a walk, taking your dog on a walk or yeah. walking your kids even. Yeah, yeah. Or like I f also think like if you don't really have a physical self-care item, I would say start with a walk. Some people like to swim. Some people like to go to the beach and get in the like physical beach water. Some people, you know, it could be even a form of stretching. That is there you go. definitely physical or um, dry brushing, like dry brushing your body. I think that's a really nice physical one. Okay. If you don't know what dry brushing is, yeah, you tell dry. me. I don't know. So if you use a dry brush on your skin, not only does it like exfoliate your dead skin cells, but it also gets your lymphatic system going. I'm like obsessed with the lymphatic okay, system. That makes sense. Taylor knows. <laughs> I don't, I have a dry brush. I don't use it as often as I should, but massages, like massaging around. If you, if I get this on the Instagram, you can kind of see what I'm posting. You can like massage your lymph nodes around your neck, around your armpits. Like that is self-care. And I think something is considered self-care when you are making it aware that like I'm about to do this thing for either two minutes or an hour if it's a workout. That's for me. I'm not necessarily doing it because I love it. 
you could love it, but it could also be like, it's just something that's benefiting me, you know? Yeah. I'll share something too. One thing I was talking to my therapist about a couple weeks ago was, um, one thing I am struggling with or, or have struggled with is like physical self-care. Um, a couple things that come to mind are because I work from home, you know, going into work usually requires, you know, you get up, you get dressed, you brush your teeth and you dress accordingly to your work, depending on what that is. Uh, working from home, um, you know, there is the leisure or ability yep. for myself to, I don't have to wake up and brush my teeth right away. I don't have to comb my hair. So yeah. I noticed I kind of went through a period. Um, it's been over a year now. Um, close, it's been over two years that I've been working from home. And I told him, you know, I'm not really feeling confident. And he was like, well, you work from home. Like you can still create a structure and, yeah. and, and make yourself feel loved, you know, love yourself for providing these things. So I've started like my own morning ritual um, and it's actually been going well. It's uh, with my skincare, yep. my hygiene. And um, in addition to that, my goal for this year for 2024 was to one of them was to go into the gym, get into the gym five times a week. Yeah. And uh, myself, um, my therapist knows me very well, of course. And he goes, hey, like, that's a great goal. Um, but where are you at right now at the gym? And I was like two to three times a week. And he goes, so why don't you work on the three times a week and making that consistent then building up to five times because the last thing you want to do is have these unrealistic expectations. And one thing that you mentioned, which is also why I brought this up, is um, he was like, okay, well, if you go to the gym three times a week for only 20 minutes, at least you're going. Yeah. Something is way better than nothing, you guys, when it comes to physical self-care or any self-care in general. Like You got to start somewhere and you know how those days are. Sometimes it's like even today, like we had a really busy day and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go on a quick walk yeah. and maybe do like five minutes of abs. Like it's not what I ideally would like to do, but that was me putting myself first today. And I think that's a huge one. So yeah, one thing I'll share about physical too. Uh, I have an older brother that has two kids and he has to go into work every day, put on his business suit. And you know, by the time he gets home, you know, it's kid time and wife time. And he mentioned to me, like, I was struggling to find time to go to the gym yeah, and, and how, you know, taking care of my body. So what he does on the weekends and a couple times throughout the week is he'll put on a uh, Netflix. There's like a kid's workout program. Oh, cute. And then adult, you guys know you can literally get anything off of YouTube for yeah. free. So again, if you don't have the money for the membership or if you feel like you're you don't have the time. So when I was in Texas, uh, I think it was for my bachelor bachelorette if i remember um i was there for a couple days prior and i did a workout with my brother and the kids upstairs in their living room on netflix and um you know like body push-ups body crunches like you don't need equipment and it no. was just cool because this is coming firsthand from my brother saying i don't have the time but i'm gonna find time and now i'm gonna teach my kid what a healthy lifestyle is by doing a couple push-ups arm yeah pump. so that was that was fun yeah and something to note, you guys, I think that people kind of forget this, but if you find the time to do something for yourself and you're like, no, I'm sorry, this is my time. I kind of had the same thing on my bachelorette. I was like, hey, I'm going to a Pilates class in the morning. Like, I don't care. It is so sexy 
whether it's somebody you're into or it's just a friend, it's there's something about someone that's like, nope, I got to take the time to do this for me. Like I've seen people do it on when I've gone on girls trips, I've gone on family vacations and I've gone on work trips and I've just seen people be like, nope, this is for me. And them not even like caring about what anybody thinks. There is something sexy about that. There's something that's like very attractive or it's just like, wow, that's a powerful person. Like, yeah. Or we just went to Miami and our one friend like literally would just like go on a run. Like even though we were like on a couple day bender. Yeah. And we were just like, that's fucking dedication, you know, or like meditating, which is going to be separate than physical. Um, yeah. One thing. This might be interesting to some of you, but for me, a physical self-care is cleaning. Yeah. I feel so fulfilled when my house, my area is clean. I know this isn't going to pertain to most people, but like Sophia um, used to get annoyed, right? Yeah. If I was, she was like, you're always cleaning. And I was like, I had explained to her that what is going on. Yeah. I had explained to her that cleaning, um, and I'm sure you've heard it throughout many episodes now, but that's one of my self cares and it's one of my priorities. Yeah. And I'm not going to change it because it helps even though I'm physically cleaning, it also brings mental clarity and mental happiness that I've completed a task that is now done for the week. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I've kind of come into my own and this would be like a physical one is cooking. Yeah. Like just cooking for yourself or your partner or your kids even to me is just showing like, Hey, I care about what you put in your body um, I care about you. Like I want you to be fed. I want you to be content. That has something that's been a ritual for me that I've developed this last year that I'm like, I want to know. I'm a little extreme and I'm like, I want to know like every single ingredient that's going in to my now body. It's a fun hobby for you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, um, Let's get into the second one, um, emotional slash mental. Yes. Um, And again, these are not in any specific order. They're all just as important. So we're talking about literally your emotional well-being. Yeah. This one, I think, is the hardest one for people because you can be a very successful, high output person in your marriage, in your job, in your friendships. And even though you are positive and giving, you know, being the best you can and for all those things inside, you can still be feeling like shit or not fulfilled, not fulfilled. Like you could literally be the best at all those things and come off like that. And it's you still don't feel like that on the inside. So this one's a really hard one. I think I think this is the hardest to practice daily because it's a it's a feeling more than like a physical attribute. So yeah, um, one thing I would maybe encourage um, that that I actually started a few years ago was when I wake up uh, before I log on to work or, or go into work, I take literally five minutes out of my time to write down my feelings for the day or maybe I love that. And your therapist gave that to you. Right? Yeah. He was like, you know, in order to give you a more stable, emotional, mental state, 
it's going to be very vital for you. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do, it, it felt like homework. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, therapy does feel like homework. Um, but I'm, you know, now I'm like, I, I love my homework. Yeah. Um, and I still go to therapy for myself and I'm still enjoying it. And I was like, okay, so now, and granted, this was actually before um, working remote. I was like, great, I have to wake up even earlier now yeah. to take time. So there were times I struggled and I would miss days. And it goes back to previous episodes of, you know, just being consistent and be, being consistent for yourself. Yeah. Um. So write down a couple notes or he goes, write four bullet points, how you're feeling. And, you know, but my question to him was, because I always have, you know, really in-depth questions was, yeah. well, when I wake up in the morning, I'm essentially happy because nothing has happened throughout the day. Oh you know, God. it's usually at work. Blowing my mind right now. Yeah, I know. I was like, usually it's after or during work um, or maybe one small thing at work that seems so big to you. And, you know, I'm, yeah, this happens to all of us where you're like, it just ruins your day. Yeah. And we have to break that habit and real and take, you know, it's like zooming out of a lens and realizing there's so much more life to give a, to give on to go yeah. on. You have a family to get home to. You have yourself to nourish, to take care of, mm -hmm. to feed. You have a mother that maybe you haven't talked to in, you know, a couple of weeks or months. Like there's so many things that we get so caught in and, and focused in on when most people probably aren't even thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I encourage maybe, you know, taking a couple self logs. Um, what I actually do now is I might take a couple notes in the morning, but I realize my thoughts are more collected at the end of the day. Okay. So I write down a like one to two sentence summary of my day and maybe a couple bullet points if I have them. Yeah. That way um, I can reflect on my emotions and what's going on. And because I'm more of an emotional person, yeah. if you do tend to fall on the emotional side, now this doesn't mean you're always sad and crying. You could fall on like the anger side of things, which I've had that in the past as well. Um, yeah. Or even the numb side of things. Yeah. If you're grieving, um, you know, there, there's so many things emotionally that be, that can be connected to this. So, um, take the time for yourself to check in, you know, yeah. Give yourself five minutes of alone time, um, whatever that looks like for you and what your day looks like. Or if you're like, you know what, I would rather collect my thoughts by the end of the week. Um, that's just as doable. I'm not saying you have to do this every day, but it's something that is really, really helped me throughout my journey to understand who I am as an emotional person. Yeah. A good thing to be mindful about your emotional self-care and your like mental health self-care is it is so easy to go on autopilot, you guys, with your mental health. It is so easy to just have a drink at the end of each day and be on autopilot. It's so easy to smoke some weed, smoke some nicotine at the end of the day to kind of just go to bed and go to, or throughout the day. It is so easy. Or let's say maybe you're perfect and you don't drink or smoke anything. It is so easy to just veg out and watch mindless TV at the end of the day or eat Every crap day food to make you feel good. Like uh, the when we're going to go over some practices to do, just like Taylor mentioned that she does for emotional and mental health. But like, I just want everyone to be aware that the easy way out your mental health is the easiest thing to take the easy way out on. 
I like if that, that makes that's, sense. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And like with, it's so easy to scroll. We have so many distractions nowadays where you don't even need to think in your own brain, and you just think other people's thoughts because you're so entertained. Yeah. So the last one's gonna be spiritual, which I feel like. I don't know, like I'm not spiritual because when I say spiritual self-care, I think automatically religion, right? And I'm like, I'm not anti-religion. I I grew up Catholic personally, but um, like, this could also go for manifesting. I know some like yoga would spiritual, be under spiritual, right? Yeah, spirituality, religion, um, self-care guided practices, meditation, which that could be a little, yeah, the, those are all spiritual. Yeah things to take care of um gosh this is hard because i think that's just as important too because for you it sounds like for example you might think emotional is the hardest one yeah you're on like you're on your a-game the most with your physical emotional and spiritual is kind of just there but for other people religion and spiritual like faith is huge for people and that's what yes. they really bite into and that actually might be their number one over some of the other yes. other qualities so and as much as I don't necessarily know what my spiritual self-care is I kind of do and I'll get into it but I think everybody needs some sort of one I'm not saying everybody listening go find a religion you like but for like me spiritual like I do find myself thinking about people that have passed in my life or thinking even about the bigger picture. I'm like, are there aliens or they're not aliens? I know this sounds crazy, <laughs> but like to me, I ponder all these things and I'm like, what's the constant in my life? So for me, spiritual, the mo- the constant is like mother nature. Sure. Like I'm, I, I love the outdoors. I love to be outside every day. I love to get like real sunlight in my eyes every day. So for me, that's my spiritual self-care, maybe grounding. Like I'm really, uh, you know, I love grass. I'm just called earth dog. I feel like I just love grass outside. Um, This is going to be kind of weird, but since we've moved to Arizona, when we lived in San Diego, I went on a run every single day. And yes, that would be considered physical self-care. But since I've been in Arizona, not doing it, I have noticed, oh my gosh, I think that actually was more of a spiritual self-care to me because I was always like eye scanning. I just loved being out. I remember like I would even stop and like smell flowers like while I was running (laughs) and I would stop and like I would basically run by Balboa Park. And when Mm -hmm. I was at the end, I would usually stop. I would sit in the grass and do a quick stretch and then run up the hill. So what about right now? If people are running outside in the snow, are you going to go tell them to eat a snow cone? I mean, if that's what if that's what it is, but like praying, praying, if you are a spirit, like, you know, if you're religious, praying is a really, really good one. Um, what other ways can you be spiritual? Like saging. We used to do that. Oh, too. yeah. We I have one, either. actually. Um, so since my father's passed. Yeah. And most recently, my Aunt Vonda, who I was uh, very close with, my dad's other sibling. There's several of them. I was close with all of them. Of but um, I've lost my dad and closest aunt within the span of less than two years. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I was so embarrassed to do, and, and even kind of now, if I'm being completely honest, um, is like talking to my dad. Um mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I did go to a media and a lot of people would say that's against the devil and, you know, all these things, but you can still be religious and try and find an answer to things. Yeah. There's and, nothing, there's no shame. In and so I did that. For so, answers. Yeah. So I did that. And one thing I find myself doing is, uh, like today, for example, it's a, it's a nice sunny day is I'll be like, Hey dad, I actually did this today. So it's kind of crazy. I was like, hi, dad. I I love you. I miss you. I went to the store today to get Sophia flowers. I'm on like my third round of flowers within three weeks since it's been your birthday. Uh, But there was like a big (laughs) pot of sunflowers. And my dad used to harvest and grow sunflowers. We had, I lived on a farm. Yeah. And we had like rows and rows of like over six foot tall sunflowers. And when I see a sunflower and the reason, I don't know, I'm sorry, I'm going into this, but um, I've been very spiritual since my dad has passed. So Mm. I take time to talk to him. Um, I constantly, I think what I do even more is I go through my phone and I'll look at photos, uh, specifically videos. My dad was hilarious. So I have a lot of funny videos that I have saved in an album. If I'm like missing him or I'm having an emotional day, I just like, I'm like, let me just hear my dad's voice. Same with Aunt Vonda. She was, her laugh was so contagious. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I think that's huge spiritually. If you've if you're grieving or maybe somebody hasn't passed yet, but they're kind of on the upswing, a good time to tap into your spirituality, uh, religion is, you know, remind your parents or grandparents or whoever that person was for you growing up that you attached to, tell them you love them and tell them why and thank them. Yeah. Great reminder. And I'm really proud of you, babe, because I've been on the other side that when somebody passes, like you either shut it out or for me, I was in college. So I just kind of turned to alcohol and partying and like being like anti-spiritual. Like at one point I was just like, everybody dies. It it happens. Yeah. And you, I mean, you lost a cousin at a young age. Uh, yeah. But everybody loses somebody. And I think if I was more equipped with these self-care like tools, like you are obviously your therapist has really helped me with that. And when we, I remember going to that meeting and she was like, talk to him, he's listening, you know? So just just be mindful and i think that's a really great tip of like talking about spiritual things before yeah the passing that's like because then you know how you guys can both connect um or like signs like i kind of mentioned like sunflowers a sunny day or rainy day or rainbow like pay attention to mother nature Mm -hmm. and certain signs and if you're like i don't have anything but maybe come up with something to what that would mean to you. Yeah. Um, It takes a lot of like internal digging. Um, I personally think spiritual or religion, it might be my hardest one. Yeah. I know I am an emotional person and I'm trying to get on my like super A game for physicality. But I think the one for me diving into the most is like spirituality and religion. I grew up religious as well. Um, And I still believe in like, a higher power, higher entity. Same. Um, I just think we're more equal than what um, uh, some religious put religions push. I'll, yeah, I think just yeah. everybody's equal, no matter what color, race, age, where you're from, um, demographics. So anyway, um, anyway, those are the types of self care. So we have physical emotional slash mental well being and your spirituality. Spiritual. Yeah. And then 
let's kind of go into more like practices of these to give yeah. more examples. We've given some of our personal examples mm-hmm. to share. Um, but let's kind of go into more like what self-care looks like. And, you know, again, the the reminder is you have to love yourself. Me being the giver, I think for so long, I thought I loved myself. And yes. through therapy, I found out like I did, I was not taking care of myself at all. Yeah. I think that it will show up in your life at some, some point. at some point if it, it's going to bleed and some people are better than others and they can go years there's some people that could go 80 years there's people that have gone and i will say to the demographic listening i probably our parents and their and our grandparents are those demographics where i think that they did the best job which is an l of putting just getting the, through it just getting through it putting their head down, working, being the role, whichever role it might be. Yeah. And we are breaking it. And I like you guys, we have to keep pushing. I know it's hard, but we have to keep doing these hard things. I want to share. My mom is a perfect example of this. I didn't know a lot of the things that she went through Mm -hmm. as a kid, but more so as um, as a wife um, in some of her previous marriages and, you know, even things with my dad, I'm at an age where she has full floodedly told me everything. And I'm like, how the fuck are you still this amazing person? Like, yeah, I'm like, I want to yeah. be, I'm not even half the woman she is. A lot of people say that I, I really feel that way. She takes life every day. She always has a smile on her face. And, and I was like, I actually asked her like, how, how the fuck are you doing this? Yeah. We actually just talked about dad a couple weeks ago yeah. and and you know one of her ex-husbands and I'm like how did you do this and she was like because there's more to life than just that there's so many other things yeah. she goes in and fortunately she goes my kids helped me get through that that emotional and spirituality part of it but it just blows my mind because again those generations I do think they I don't know it's hard to compare but they went through some times and yeah you know, used to get a whooping back in the day, like no questions asked. Women especially, I feel like have just were treated so differently. I think men too. That's why men struggle to share their emotions and let their guard down because men are trained, um, you know, that they have to, they, they can't show emotion because if they show emotion, it's, it shows a sign of weakness. Yeah. And that's something I learned again through therapy to figure out my dad. Yeah. Like my dad was a, he was a great dad. He wasn't a very emotional person. I never really. Like most dads, I'm sure. Yeah. His generation. So we'll just, some more practices. This one's a big one, you guys. We are in our heads so much. Like you think of things that you want to achieve, but you don't say them out loud or you don't write them down. Make sure you are manifesting or like I wrote down in my little notes here, like daydreaming. Like I feel like sometimes daydreaming has like a negative connotation. Like, oh, you were daydreaming in class. Like you can daydream, but what I want to challenge everybody to do is write it down or look yourself in the mirror and manifest or say it out loud. Taylor and I have really been trying to do this lately to be like, we will get a raise. We will make more money. We will be successful with this. Or mine is we will have a million dollar house in California. Yeah. Yeah. So like, or we, you know, we will hit our goals. So like, 
Just remember you're in your head so much. Whatever you're thinking, write it or say it out loud. There's some statistic that if you write something down, it's 80% more likely for it to happen. So like it's like little shit like make your bed every day. I read this thing. It was like if you make your bed, you have a 75% more chance of becoming a millionaire. Hilarious. I was like, I already make my bed. So where's that? (laughs) Taylor's like, where's my million? Yeah, I was like, where's my money? Bitch better have my. (laughs) Anyway, uh, looking yourself in the mirror and giving yourself self-love is so fucking hard. It's so hard, you guys. It is awkward. You're looking at yourself sober, straight dead on, and then to tell yourself, I love you. I love my family. Things are hard. I will get through this. Or I will have this one day or I will have this by the end of the year. Please, 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 if there's anything you do actually in this episode, try it. Um, When I tried this, I actually was like, I'll do it later. I I need to walk away. I I couldn't face myself. Yeah, I have been. Which means you don't have self-love. I have been in a period of time where I could not look myself in the mirror and it was really weird like it's weird like try it everybody like go to a mirror look at yourself it's one thing to look at yourself but to look yourself in the eyes is gnarly it is I think that is and I think you made a good point if you like can't do it it doesn't mean you're an awful person it just means you have some work to do exactly yeah that's all it is and that means you need to build your self-confidence um and, and some of these practices are going to bleed into if you can do this for yourself, you can do it for your partner. Now, the reciprocative factor would be you need your partner to support your self-love. Yeah. Another practice that I highly recommend that I have done, um, again, another therapist recommendation was... <laughs> Fucking Friday. Yeah. To take my uh to take myself on dates. And it's a hard one. I was like, I don't know. I just remember this conversation in therapy. And I was like, so you're telling me that I need to go take myself on a date and look awkward by myself. And my therapist stopped me and said, do you see the way you're perceiving you? You're saying that you look awkward by being alone. He goes, do you know how many people don't give a shit that you're alone in public? They're not even and noticing you, huh? No, it's crazy. So I was like, okay. So from, from within that time frame, within the week, um, this was in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I started small. I was like, okay, let me go to the corner draft house below. Aww. And I don't Miss know if it. you had a, a girl's date or maybe you were out of town, but whatever, whatever it was, I was like, it was like the anxiety of building up the courage to take myself on this date. I was like, this is crazy that the mm-hmm. feelings I felt, I was like, I was like, I need to look good. And I need, I was like, who am I looking good for myself? Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. So finally built up the courage. I went downstairs and, um, I didn't even take Java. I was like, I need to focus because Java's yeah. not a dog person. But anyway, <laughs> So I get down there and I'm looking around and what stuck to me the most is what my therapist said that nobody, nobody is really looking. And as I looked around, there were so many other people alone sitting at the bar, sitting at a table by themselves. And I was like, you know, I, I never really yeah. paid attention to that. And now that's one of the things I pay attention to is who is out treating themselves to a dinner, a cocktail, um, 
the hardest part about taking myself on this first date was I felt I did feel awkward. I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> there wasn't like a TV to look at because yeah. normally it's like, let me just pretend I'm watching this sports or on your that phone. I don't like. So I did. Very I was easy. definitely scrolling. Okay. Well, baby steps. I was scrolling, um, which is still okay if you're on a selfie, yeah. you yeah. know, but um, eventually I built up the courage to take myself on a date once a month. And then it got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to try new food, whether Sophia wants to or not. And then I started taking myself on like random little dates. Yeah. Um, I love coffee. So I, I kind of considered that um, where I would like grab my laptop, maybe work for 30 minutes in the coffee shop. Yeah. It's not, I don't know if you'd consider that, but um, take yourself on a date and a date could also be like. I don't know if this would qualify, but like retail therapy. Yeah. Um, Why not? But when you're doing retail therapy for the first time, um, I learned this from my mom. Don't buy something for anybody else. You know, a lot of times it's like, I'm going to go mm. to the store because my kids need diapers. I'm going to go to the store because my husband's out of socks. Or I'm going to go to the store because it's my friend's birthday. Go to the store and, you know, don't overspend, but maybe look for one shirt that you're going to feel sexy in. If you're a guy, I think that's a good one for married couples or yeah. people with kids. Like you're probably always shopping for other people. Like take the time to shop for yourself, Get even your... whether you buy something or not. And it, even if it's not, you're like, I can't blow them. Go to Marshall's and buy the sexiest thing and try it on. Also, if you go into stores, which I love to shop for clothes. Oh, yeah. Taylor's the shopper. One thing that's helped. <laughs> one thing that's helped with my confidence is like instead of asking for other people's opinions, like does this look good? Try it on. Look in the mirrors. Do your turnarounds. Walk down it. Tell yourself that it looks fucking good to where you don't need to send a photo to somebody and be like, "Does this one look okay?" Yeah, that's a self affirmation. Yeah, don't ask somebody if it looks good. Tell yourself it looks good. Because this sounds crazy, but you're going to be look so much more beautiful or sexy or hot, right? Like you said, yeah. if you feel that for yourself. If you feel it. The best advice I ever got from my – um, I want to give a piece of advice about – I mean, this is self-care, but confidence. Well, some of the best advice I ever got was from my Uncle Mike and I think it was before like my first dance ever in like sixth grade. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I just want to be cool, right? Like I just want to be the coolest. And what he said to me, he was like, it doesn't matter if your dance moves are new, old, weird, funny, great. He was like, if you are truly just enjoying yourself dancing, That's people so are going to come around you and want to dance with you. And that's wild. It that's actually a hundred percent. So it's the best advice. I'm not kidding you. I've ever gotten, and I think about it all the time. So shout out to you, Uncle Mike. Because He's, instead of that makes sense. Instead of standing in a corner like fuck, I I don't know how to dance. Show off your awkward, goofy dance moves, and people are gonna hype you. The even fuck the up. try hard who has really good dance moves gives off kind of weird energy sometimes if you're trying hard. Even if you're good, If you're yeah. just like laughing and having fun with your friends or you know what I mean? Like that energy pulls people in. So I love, I love that one. Another thing that a therapist gave me that my therapist gave me when Taylor and I, I actually first started doing this when you and I kind of had that first breakup when I moved out. Mm -hmm. um, because journaling, I just for some reason couldn't get the hang of journaling. 
I had this little notepad and every night before bed, I would just grab it. And one night I would write thing, three things that I'm grateful for. So practicing gratitude. Oh, so nice. every night I just wrote three things I would grateful for. Like, I mean, honestly, every night one of them would probably be like my family. But then one of them would be something small like I cooked today or like I um, didn't eat sweets today or, or I made it home safely from work. Yeah. Or like I didn't look at my phone while driving today. Like that was like something that I was really big about. What big one. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was like, we weren't remote yet. So I was just like put that driving in the safety category. Yeah. And then the other days when I didn't write something that I was grateful for, I would write down something I learned today. So I remember vividly like, writing down being like something I learned today is in traffic. Everybody that I'm looking at in traffic is looking down at their lap, which is their phone. So I literally wrote, I learned today that nobody is a safe driver. <laughs> you know, just like something uh, like it doesn't have to be so like I learned about my my issues today. It doesn't have to be like that. It could literally be like I learned how to like cook a steak. It could be literally something so simple. So that's a good I learned practice. that Taylor is a fucker. No. Yeah, no, literally. I, I learned that I miss Taylor tears on it <laughs> um another good way to practice positive affirmations that kind of went into the uh like talking to yourself in the mirror healthy boundaries that's a hard thing to practice healthy boundaries okay let's, so let's, let's give an about, example like sure who would you maybe need to give a boundary to sometimes you need to give friends your partner, boundaries your partner your part your family your family which we're gonna talk about family soon actually but yep what about healthy boundaries with yourself? With yourself? We're talking about so self-care, right? I was going to say with work, you guys. I'm a work girly. I'm a corporate girl. I love a hard worker. But fuck work. Put your self-care first. Like, I, I hate to say that. Well, you're that. not going to be productive at work if you're walking in everyday dragging feet. No, no. And that's what I remember my boss teaching me at this job. He was like, you can't be great at this if you aren't good. And that's right. Like, work can take a second. Go take your 20-minute 20 20-minute healthcare walk. Yep. Mental health care walk or um, healthy boundaries. Again, you kind of touched on this earlier. Like a lot of our comfort is like comfort foods, like vegging out, like you said, or being couch mm -hmm. potatoes or kind of it's like if you're if you have a routine, you know, the, the it's like breaking an unhealthy routine when you're most uncomfortable. That means you're actually growing. Yeah, right? get get comfy with being uncomfy. I think let's segue into this next section of the podcast, which is communicate to your loved one what you need as self-care. As we kind of touched earlier, Taylor used to clean all the time. I used to. I and still do. She still does. And I honestly took it really personal. I was like, why are you cleaning? Like I'm sitting here chilling and you're just cleaning. And she had to explain to me, like she said earlier, cleaning makes my mental space feel better. I feel safe when a space is clean. But yeah, you were looking at it as like I was neglecting. You. Yeah, I was like, she's so nervous about something that she doesn't even want to sit and talk to me. And it was she, she was like, no, like I'm going to get to that. Yeah. And I, I do get it. And um, it's something small, but I didn't communicate with you that, you know, like, hey, this is something that I, it's just a part of me and it's literally not going to change ever. Yeah. Until maybe I'm six foot and crumpled over and I can't do it. We'll get to that point when it happens. But, you know, it was such a it like validates me and in, in how my day's going to go or how my next day's going to go. And Sophie and I had to sit down and I was like, you know, there's 
24 hours in a day, eight of those hours goes into work, a little bit of self-care here and there. And unfortunately for you, but for me, it's great. That is one of my self-cares. And if I can just spend one hour a day cleaning, there are still these X amount of hours left that can be put toward, uh, you know, hanging out, watching an episode together, bedroom time, uh, time together, an evening walk with our dog. Um, so we've really mastered that. And I'm, I'm happy because we didn't talk about it and it seemed so small to you mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, it seemed so small to me, but to you, it was, it was a huge deal. Yeah. And this is kind of where, you know, we had to go into what our self-care was. Yeah. Or this is also a good one that I think happens a lot with couples, especially straight couples, like um, doing your hair costs a lot of money going and getting your hair done. Like I were a female. Yeah. Like I remember my parent, my dad always being like, you're going and getting your hair done again or like nails it cost, or nails or whatever it was should be like of course there's a limit to it everything you can go overboard with everything but like even now I like to go get my hair blown out once a week is that necessary absolutely not but, it but makes I, you feel I was good. having a bummed week this week I had a really hard day at work and I was like you know what I'm just gonna go see if I could go get a blowout got a blowout my mood like I noticed that it helps it helps like you feel a little bit prettier so like if you're one of those women and your man doesn't get it, this is why you have to communicate, hey, this isn't just a like, I want to look hot and I'm vain. It truly like from the inside out is making me feel better. Or, I love that. I know some girls, I knew this girl in college, she didn't do her makeup often, but when she did, she did her makeup for two hours. It sounds ridiculous. And if you're late, that's one thing but that was a self-care ritual for her and like no taylor might not want to sit down and do her makeup for hours but i might and you just need to be able to communicate those things i think that's a big one especially for the male female role um that actually does remind me again Mm -hmm. one of my brothers telling me or, or actually both like yeah, they get their hair done, whatever. And, you know, he goes, you know what? Like, that's what makes them feel sexy. And when when your partner feels sexy and confident, that makes what, what I'm trying to say. It's like when, when you feel sexy, it makes you want it makes you feel more sexy for your partner. And then, of course, your partner may bitch about the money if it's out of their pockets. But then they're like, oh, you look great, though. Yeah. So it's like a that, that's a very interesting one. I think that one's actually huge for you females. Yeah, um, I think so. Too. I, I mean, I'm a female, too, but I don't go to the extent of, you know, the makeup, the dresses yeah. and, and the body physique. Um, I think that's very yeah. important for your feet for you females if you're yeah. listening to. So we're going to close out this episode with our like non-negotiable self-care things that we do as individuals right now that are like non-negotiable. We need to do it every single day. Like, so for example, for me, a non-negotiable self-care thing that I do every day is I take a bath. I'm just (laughs) a bath girl. I like heat. I realized that like me and my therapist talked it through. She was like, you love baths, saunas tanning the sun she was like you need to you need to be surrounded by heat it reminds you of when you were a child which is why we cuddle very well (laughs) yeah so i take it like like a body like i'll just clear it up if like if i'm like gross and wiping off a tan i will take a shower but i bathe so often that i feel pretty clean that's where i get to have my mental space and relax so that's something i do almost every day what about you, babe? What are your some non-negotiables like you got to do every day? We know cleaning. 
Yeah, my cleaning is one of them. Um, my new non-negotiable is my hygiene. So okay, um, because I'm such a clean a cleaner, right? Yeah. One thing I'm working on, and Sophia will literally tell you, is uh, one, I just got uh, new bite aligners um, to help straighten out my teeth a little bit. Okay. So what's awesome about that is it requires literally taking care of your your face and your your mouth every night. Um, it's not just an easy like brushing. Um, yeah. I have to brush my teeth, put in the retainer, clean the retainer actually first put this um, gel and, and cleaning thing on it. Um, but also I, I have this skincare routine that I'm trying to work on um, that I'm still actually, if I'm being completely honest, not 100% on. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this would qualify, but my non-negotiable is coffee, right? Yeah, that qualifies. And if, you know what? If you if you find yourself being happy, like that's... Yeah. I don't get jitters. If I'm being honest, I don't even know if the... the um, I don't even know if the espresso or whatever it's in it, caffeine, caffeine. is like, if I still notice it, um, I just love coffee. I actually love the bitterness mm -hmm. with a little bit of cream, like, but I'm not, I don't go to Starbucks and get, you know, the, the sweetest drink. Like I actually love the coffee and the espresso. And this does bring me to Sophia. Actually, we had a sit down. She was like, no more coffee. She goes, you're spending way too much on coffee. And we had to sit down and have a conversation about our finances and our money. Uh, this was back right before we were getting married in September mm -hmm. last year. And I did tell her, I was like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's not your money. It's mine. My one non-negotiable <laughs> actually is, is coffee. Yeah. And, and so we've worked through it. So we made a compromise. Like she goes and gets Starbucks once, twice a week, but and then the other times I brew my own coffee here with espresso and, and things like that. But, but the point is, is you like your five, 10 minutes of sipping on your coffee, I waking up alone. Like I love a hot coffee. Like I th I would say having coffee by yourself in the morning is one of your non- It is. And what I do, um, one of my rituals I do now started actually as of this new year, um, Sophia sleeps in a little bit longer than I do. And when I go get my coffee, drive to get it or if I brew the cup here I go sit outside and drink the coffee now I'll finish it throughout the like morning late mornings yeah um but I don't go straight to the computer like I was doing I will actually take my self-care and think about things look out to the distant look at the sun coming up and enjoy that lovely hot sip of coffee it's literally it's crazy. That's her non-negotiable. Really, it feels so great. It's like a high. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. My other one that I've just, I've had this for so long is I have to work out every day and I don't want to sound yeah. dramatic, but like I have to get some sort of movement every day or I truly, my mental will be like spiraling. It's we can so talk about weird. why you've, I mean, this is something, an episode I feel like we should talk about with having like body image issues. And I think a lot of females um, can openly say that and maybe you know, yeah, males yeah. have it as well. They just don't advertise it. Yeah. But. Like I said, I don't need to work. It, it used to be like I have to sweat every single day to feel but now it's just good. Like and now I'm like, I just need I just need movement and I'm going to give myself grace. Like a walk is way better than nothing that I'm learning. Another non-negotiable that I really like right now is like the cold ice on my face like I love ice rolling I'm trying to get into cold plunging but it's we have really a really hard. good so here's one to come up with so you have your non-negotiables 
you should have a combined non-negotiable as a couple. In Sophia, in I's non-negotiable is absolutely no phone in the bedroom. Oh, yes. I think when we went over types of self-care, a good one. Self-care is obviously individual, but you should maybe have one thing in there that both of you combined. enjoy. I think a couple, a walk once as or a twice a week as a couple is really important, especially if you have kids. I think that's a good one. Um, Taylor and I's as a couple is no phones in the bed. I just think it's a respect thing. And there's more opportunity for things to happen Absolutely. if you're not scrolling <laughs> on your phone. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We love you guys. You guys are all deserving of love, love. yeah and we self-care yes so so find your self-care if you don't have something or if you do amplify it and or i have a <laughs> suggestion if you want us to help you find your self-care because we have two completely different backgrounds and what our self-care means message us and message we would us. love to get to know you more and you know come up with what your self-care should look and like and give tips so happy fucking fridays you guys go love yourself and love each other.